0: WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News
1: Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. The and County Board of Commissioners has honored Sheriff Paul Bailey as his retirement nears at the end of the month. At a meeting this morning, the board approved a resolution thanking him for his service to the county and wishing him a happy retirement. It was a packed house with Bailey's family, elected officials, and police on hand. Under Sheriff Chuck Height, who will take over for Bailey, as interim sheriff, said it's been an honor to work with Bailey. I was
0: blessed to serve 21 of those 23 years as undersheriff. And we would say, like brothers, we would have some spirited debates. But <laughs> when they know about the sheriff, it's he always one what's best for the men and women that work for us and the residents of Barron County and serving them
1: faithfully. Bailey has been sheriff since 2001. He said it's been his pleasure and thanked all the partners of the sheriff's department.
0: We all work together to make Berrien County one of the best places to live in Michigan because I think it is the best place to live. We have so many good things that happen here and so many
1: good people doing good things. Bailey has worked in law enforcement since 1979. He thanked his family for sticking by him even when the job kept him away from home 70 hours a week. Bailey told us he looks forward to spending more time with his grandkids. Students in the Jobs for Michigan's graduates program in Benton Harbor spent the day Wednesday at the Whirlpool Corporation-Benton Harbor Tech Center working with mentors. Youth Solutions Director of Strategic Advancement Hope Roberts tells us about 40 students from Benton Harbor High School were there to learn about teamwork and planning. They were tasked with designing little cars that could roll down a ramp with an egg on board. The goal was to not break the egg.
0: It really gives them real-world experience on job skills, communication skills, leadership skills, everything that they work on in their Jobs for Michigan's graduates program they could put to use.
1: Robert says the Whirlpool mentors provided the students a budget and materials with which to make the cars, and the students could ask for more if they demonstrated why that was needed.
0: So it gave the kids a really cool look on what real-world jobs might entail and what these Whirlpool employees, some of them, go through based on whether or not this is a job that they do there at Whirlpool.
1: Robert says this is the third year that Whirlpool has had a mentorship program with jobs for Michigan's graduates. At the end of the day, the students who designed the egg cars that protected the eggs the longest received awards. Indiana-Michigan Power has donated more than 48,000 LED light bulbs, 30,000 window insulation kits, and more than 10,000 packages of door and window weathers tripping to food banks in southwest Michigan. INM spokesperson Kara Stevenson tells us the company wants to help people save energy and money this winter. With
0: these LED bulbs, they're 90% more energy efficient than a typical light bulb that many people might be still using, and they have a much longer lifespan to them. They last up to 25 times longer, so that can obviously help to save energy, but also money on someone's monthly bill.
1: Stevenson says 48,384 total bulbs donated means an overall savings of more than $677,000 in Year for the customers who receive them. The weather stripping will also save customers because up to 25% of the energy used to heat homes actually escapes through improper sealing. The donation went to two large food banks in West Michigan. That's
0: your- that they were donated to will distribute them out to food banks through Southwest Michigan. So they're starting at these local food banks and then they'll be distributed.
1: Stevenson says the materials were given to food banks because the LED bulbs can be more expensive than other kinds of bulbs and those in need may not be able to afford them. INM is information on saving money during the winter at its website. Legislation from Congressman Tim Wahlberg that would block the Biden administration from pushing more aggressively for the production of electric cars has been approved by the U.S. House. Wahlberg says his CARS Act would prohibit the Biden administration from implementing emission standards for light and medium duty vehicles by requiring more than two-thirds of all new vehicles to be electric by 2032.
0: In April, the Biden administration announced unrealistic emission standards that would force over two-thirds of all new vehicles to be electric within the next nine years. Today, the House passed
1: my legislation, the CARS Act, to stop this radical executive overreach. The CARS Act also blocked proposed EPA rules for admissions and requires the EPA to update any regulations that result in the limited availability of new vehicles based upon that vehicle's engine within two years. Wahlberg says the legislation is all about consumer choice and making sure drivers can get affordable cars. Tonight begins the Festival of Lights. For Jews across the world, Hanukkah is eight consecutive nightfalls together with family and friends. However, this year, the celebration comes at a time of war between Israel and Hamas, as well as the murder of a prominent Detroit Jewish leader, Samantha Wall. Here's Rabbi Jennifer Calzouni of Temple Israel in Detroit.
0: One of the things about Judaism, though, is that we always look for the light. We always look to bring in light of strength, light of community, light of blessing. And right now, we're kind of living in both spaces at one time.
1: She says there's a focus on bringing light into the darkness. Hanukkah runs for eight nightfalls, ending December 15th. The Benton Harbor Arts Association Winter Art Hop is set for tomorrow night. Art hop coordinator Julie Laurent tells us the event is a celebration of the vibrant arts community in Benton Harbor's Arts District. All throughout, there will be things to take in.
0: Three Pillars, Matt Lenny's playing inside Artist Lounge at Ben's Pretzels, is Aaron Connolly with Dave Smichael and Becky Weimer. Anna Russo Sieber has about three artists inside her gallery. There's Water Street Glasswork doing glass blowing demonstrations. The Citadel's doing dance demonstrations.
1: Loren says the Arts District's going stronger than ever.
0: The arts community in Benton Harbor is very, very strong. And in fact, I'm really amazed at its growth every year. You know, the Arts District does not. Not only home to galleries and restaurants, but it's home to a lot of arts based nonprofits, some microbreweries.
1: Lorenz says they had around 500 people come out for the last Art Hop, and she's hoping for just as strong a crowd. The full schedule can be found at the Winter Art Hop Facebook page. We'll have a link to it at our website. WSJM News Now continues with your Bloomberg. WSJM News Now continues. A new effort by the Biden administration to lower the cost of prescription drugs has started. ABC's Karen Travers has more. The White House announced a new push to try and bring down the costs of prescription drugs. They're warning pharmaceutical companies that develop drugs with taxpayer funding that they need to sell those drugs at reasonable prices or risk losing their patents to other companies who could make their own versions of the drugs at an affordable price. The administration is able to do this under what's known as march in rights, something that hasn't been exercised before and would almost certainly face legal challenges. It will be months before this proposed rule can even go into effect if action is taken. The White House has not named any of the drug companies that could be potential targets. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Israeli forces struck the southern Gaza town of Rafah twice overnight, sowing fear in one of the last places where civilians could still seek refuge. Israel's went, widened its offensive against Hamas from the devastated north to southern areas already packed with displaced people. United Nations officials say there are no safe places in Gaza. Heavy fighting in and around the southern city of Khan Yunus has displaced tens of thousands of people and cut off most of Gaza from deliveries of food, water, and other vital aid. UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez used a rarely exercised power to warn the Security Council of an impending humanitarian catastrophe. He urged members to demand a ceasefire. The United States appeared likely to block any such effort. The House is expected to vote next week to formalize the impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden that started back in September. Republicans are looking for evidence that Joe Biden played a role in and benefited from his son and brother's business. The president's repeatedly insisted he did not. ABC's Stephen Portnoy has more. Republicans argue formal authorization of the impeachment
0: inquiry is necessary to confront what they describe as stonewalling by the White House. Among other things, they're seeking emails sent to and from accounts that Joe Biden was said to have used while he was vice president. Texas Republican Dan Crenshaw says the impeachment inquiry has dug up plenty thus far. You'd be absolutely out of your mind to think there's nothing there. New York Democrat Dan Goldman says the GOP is merely coming up with excuses to continue a fishing expedition. The evidence does not show what they want it to show. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington.
1: The United States strongly supports Israel in its war against Hamas, but it is increasingly at odds with its Middle East ally over what will happen to the Gaza Strip once the war winds down. Israel talks about having an open-ended security presence and imposing a buffer zone to keep Palestinians away from its border. It's ruling out any role for the internationally recognized Palestinian Authority. The United States lays out a different vision. Top officials say they will not allow Israel to reoccupy Gaza or shrink its territory and repeatedly have called for a return of the Palestinian Authority to Gaza. These conflicting visions have set the stage for difficult discussions between Israel and the U.S. Three of the nation's top universities will be the subjects of a House investigation, More from ABC's Justin Finch.
0: House Committee on Education and the Workforce Chair Virginia Fox announcing probes into Harvard, MIT, and Penn Thursday. Fox noting those investigations will center on the university's policies and procedures following rising anti-Semitic incident reports on all three campuses. The presidents of all three universities testified before the House Education Committee this week. Fox saying the panel has deep concerns about safe learning environments at Harvard, MIT, and Penn and cautions more universities should expect investigations as well. Justin Finch, ABC News, Washington.
1: A Texas judge is Given a pregnant woman whose fetus had a fatal diagnosis permission to get an abortion in an unprecedented challenge to Texas's ban that took effect after Roe v. Wade was overturned last year. It was unclear today how quickly or whether Kate Cox, a 31 year old mother of two from the Dallas area, will be able to obtain an abortion. State District Judge Maya Guerra Gamble says she'll grant a temporary restraining order that will allow Cox to get the abortion. That decision is likely to be appealed by the state. Cox is 20 weeks pregnant. Her attorneys say Cox went to an emergency room this week for a fourth time during her pregnancy. For the third time this year, the GOP-controlled House has censured a Democratic member. This time, it was New York Democrat Jamal Bowman. And ABC's Stephen Portnoy has more. Will Representative Bowman, present himself in the well.
0: The New York congressman was surrounded by his Democratic colleagues as House Speaker Mike Johnson read out the admonition. The House has resolved. That the House of Representatives censures Jamal Bowman. The vote fell largely along party lines, but three Democrats joined Republicans in voting for the reprimand. Bowman pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor for pulling a fire alarm in a House office building in late September. Republicans allege he did it to delay a vote on a spending bill. Bowman denied that. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington.
1: Pearl Harbor survivor Ira Shab returned to the Hawaii Naval Base 82 years after Japan's bombing propelled the U.S. into World War II. Schaub was one of just five survivors at a remembrance ceremony for the more than 2,300 servicemen killed on December 7, 1941. Six men had been expected, but one of the increasingly frail men wasn't able to attend. The aging pool of Pearl Harbor survivors has been rapidly shrinking. There's now one crew member of the USS Arizona still alive. The U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs does not have statistics for how many Pearl Harbor survivors are alive. And former President Donald Trump was back inside of a New York City court today. He was there to watch his legal team present their defense at the civil fraud trial against his business empire. Trump's accused, alongside some of his adult children, of inflating the values of assets and properties in an effort to get favorable terms for loans. But the defense has called up a witness today that said those numbers were estimates and are not considered fraudulent behavior. A judge has already ruled that the Trump organization did act fraudulently, but is yet to determine what the financial penalty will be. More from ABC's Aaron Katursky. The summary judgment
0: was made on one cause of action that the attorney general brought. There are six others that represent the, the sum total of the trial here. And, and at the end of it, the attorney general's office is expecting to ask the judge to impose a fine of about $400 million. That's potentially ruinous for, for Trump and his business. So they're trying to limit the potential damage uh, and, and also make a record for appeal.
1: Report.